daily bats. I choose you. Say my name so my powers will become yours. Hey, welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. Welcome to the Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. That's right. We're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and the small screens, and we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us tonight. Let's get started. My name is Scott. And I am Tim, and we are the Suicide Squadcast. My mouth feels really funny right now because <laughs> my wife just gave me milk and cookies before we started recording. And it's like, ah, I'm trying to get all this feeling. <laughs> well, I was going to make a comment. Sh- I was going to make a comment because the, the first line of our intro that you said, I can it hear. really odd sounding wasn't it i can it? hear food in your mouth <laughs> i'm like come on seriously you couldn't get that down before we started it wasn't even food it's just like you know that funny gooey feeling you get in your mouth when you've eaten like fresh hot cookies yeah it's like, oh my yeah. god okay okay <laughs> Well, well, there we go. I guess that's finally payback, right? All these times you complain about me eating grapes in your ear. Oh my God, yes. All the grapes. All the grapes and all the water. <laughs> the wrath at my grapes. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, Scott, you know what tonight is? Uh, it's so many things. It is going to steal your line, but you can go ahead and say go it. Go ahead and steal it. <laughs> steal everything. No, you get to take it. You, you tweeted about it. No, it was exactly 10 years ago tonight. It was the premiere for Watchmen in the theaters. The theatrical premiere of Watchmen. Man, I was there for that. So it was, was I. It was, man, I remember that experience because it was right, it was 10 years ago. So like this is like two to three months before um, I got married. Yeah. So weird. I was still working, I was still working my old job before I became an educator. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny. I was talking to Jamie about it tonight and, and you know, I said, yeah, it was 10 years ago. And she goes, yeah, I had, uh, I had Cameron, uh, my daughter was in her belly at the time. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. I forgot all about that. So it's amazing how quickly time goes. <laughs> I know, really. Yeah. But what a, what a fantastic film that still is to this day. I mean, anytime I throw that thing on her, I'm just still kind of amazed. I, I just absolutely love the opening in that film. The opening, oh, yeah, like, and, you know, montage. Oh, the, 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 the opening credits is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's just beautiful. So, yeah. I, you know, it just reminds me how much I want to go back and reread the graphic novel and how I need to get caught up on Doomsday Clock, but since it's so delayed, it's like, ah, just wait. <laughs> That's right. You're going to have to wait again anyway by the time the next installment comes out anyway, so. Exactly! So why not? Might as well just wait till it's all done. <laughs> well, and I could do what I did for Mr. Miracle, which is I bought all 12 issues and variants and then the trade came out this week it's like and i'll be reading the trade <laughs> yeah well, there you go well uh guys we just want to remind you we are part of the suicide Squadcast network of shows and we would tell you that you should go check out chris and jordan's dc comic Squadcast, talking about comics and uh you know they're going hot and heavy into that stuff right now and then also we have fans without borders and dc tv Squadcast with ray and brent now we might recommend you listen to them sometimes not <laughs> depends on the week <laughs> no it's, it's a must listen i mean i would say <laughs> definitely a must listen definitely so a very that, objective discussion all throughout oh yeah it's because because film is objective it's all very objective. objective it's very objective so no definitely go listen to those shows I, and i've actually been catching up on those guys you know i know you guys always harass me about not staying you know keeping keeping up with them but like because uh, it's true well it is true it is true but i mean i don't you know i have i've had some windows this past week where i was able to catch up on like the last six shows from those guys so it's it's been it's been entertaining there's been some great uh 
there's some great back and forth between Brent and Ray, which is which is like I said, it's a must listen. <laughs> yes, and of course, uh, if you if you feel like you can, and we would really appreciate it, um, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/SquadcastMedia, where five dollars a month can get you access to exclusive content. Now we haven't posted a lot in a while. I mean, in like a few weeks, you had your Swamp Thing review with with patron Jonathan, so that was that was fun. I know, I I know, I know, I have not done a Scott shots in a while, but life's been crazy. I've been sick. My kids have been sick, like not even at the same time. Like the flu season is in full force. But I think my next episode of Scott shots is that I will be reviewing Mr. Miracle by Tom King because I I just got the trade. I haven't read it at all yet, even though, you know, like I just laughed about how I bought all the issues and never, (laughs) never read them. But I think I'm going to do a review for that when it's all said and done, because I saw there was a, a lot of people either love this series or kind of did the trade weight thing and we're all like excited about to start reading it soon so I think that's going to be fun yeah. so look forward to that and I just started watching Ang Lee's Hulk in preparation for our next recording of Suicide Squad Cats movies and I did we too. will be recording next week yes actually it's not just next week I mean it's just in a couple days we're recording it so well it's technically next week it is I mean, it is but I mean I just want to make it it's even it's happening even sooner I know which that movie <laughs> needs to move on a little bit faster <laughs> it's uh, uh, a little preview is one of these kind of things where uh, like I started watching it and once I was about 10 minutes into it I, I took a look at the time I'm like oh it's two hours and 20 minutes okay it's perfect Ray time I'm yes. I'll be very curious <laughs> to see what Ray thinks because it's like his perfect movie length yes we're gonna we're gonna test the the Ray hypothesis about what a perfect film length is <laughs> it'll be a good one all right and of course we want to thank all of our patrons who already support us we really appreciate it it means so much to us absolutely so let's get on to the news and also remember hang on to the end because we will be reviewing episode two of Doom Patrol at the end of the episode. Yes. All right. So we got pictures from Shazam. Empire uh, released some images and they look beautiful. Yeah, they look really good. And and there's a lot of rubble. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how people respond to this. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just think it looks fantastic. The colors are gorgeous. Uh, this is uh, this mo- this movie's got my height. Yeah. So I just can't believe I had to wait like over another month. Yeah. Curse you, Sandberg. <laughs> oh, right around the corner. Uh, You know, and so so, like, there, there was a lot of talk this week, and I, I don't get on social media as much as I used to, and so I kind of miss. Well, because we who has the who has the time? Seriously, yeah. I have work. Yeah, same here. And and so it's like I miss all these little freakout moments, apparently. And so uh, it seems like a lot of people are getting bent out of shape about the marketing <laughs> for Shazam. And uh, and so David Sandberg actually responded to it this week because somebody is asking, you know, you know, you know, why is there so little marketing for Shazam? And so they uh, the person that asked us has said, is this like an Aladdin situation, you know, is David Sandberg and Warner Brothers trying to hide something that they're not confident in? And uh, David Sandberg responded back and had a cute little <laughs> response to this thing where he showed a picture of Shazam and Mark Strong, uh, where they actually replaced his, well, just the color in his head and, and made him look like the genie from Aladdin. Yeah, man, blue <laughs> like the genie. Yeah. And I just think that's, I think that's hilarious. It's like, go Sandberg, go Sandberg, go. Yeah, he does such a good job just responding to this nonsense. I mean, how many times can we hear the same freaking argument move? Movie after movie, Wonder Woman's marketing. Where was the Wonder Woman marketing? And then yeah. it was where was the Aquaman? Mar- it's like, guys, <laughs> they're just recycling the same stupid complaint it over is. and over again. And obviously, I mean, was marketing a problem for Wonder Woman or Aquaman? Obviously not. <laughs> obviously not. Uh, Aquaman, we're going to talk about in a little bit. Still making buku's a bucks. Not yeah. an issue. Yeah. Uh, David Sandberg later on uh, 
posted something on Twitter. He says, I don't have any specific trailer updates that I can share with you at this point. All I can do is have fun with it or say nothing. Most of the time, I do the latter. But like you say, the movie is almost here, and it's not like the marketing is going to slow down now. James Wan, of course, then quote tweeted Sandberg and said, uh, when Aquaman trailer was held back to Comic-Con, people freaked out. When the movie was pushed from October to December, people laughed. Oh, it's in trouble. DC doesn't know what it's doing. Yada, yada. When Mary Poppins Returns dropped on our week, Aquaman is getting slaughtered, and so on, and so on. And then James Wan extended the thread by saying, when the trailer's extended one finally arrived, everyone was like, oh, now you're showing too much. We've seen the whole movie, LOL. <laughs> so, and he said, at Pony Smasher, best thing you can do is ignore all the noise and distraction and focus on your project and do your best. That's all you can do. Because, oh. oh my God, is James Wan so right? <laughs> it's like, preach, brother James, preach. He, he's absolutely right. But I mean, that's that's advice that David Samberg's not going to take, obviously. He does not hold back. <laughs> he, he loves a response to the nonsense. Oh, man. And then, of course, I loved, <laughs> I loved some site. Uh, there was probably some messing around on Instagram where the Shazam app, you know, the thing you use to, like, identify songs and albums. Uh, I don't even really know how Shazam works. I don't use it. I've heard, like, you, like, hold it up. It, like, identifies an album when you hear a song or something. Is that how it works, cool kids? Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. But, I mean, you like, at least if you have, a, if you have an iPhone, you don't need it anymore because you just ask Siri what the song is, and it'll tell you. <laughs> so really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, actually, I Siri, learned something new every day. Siri's listening right now. To <laughs> <laughs> Stand down, Siri. I'm just recording. Stand down. <laughs> is this is this this is reminding me of our Patreon, me trying to get Alexa to stop. Oh my god. god. That was great. Oh, go back to our Patreon feed. Me in the war with Alexa. That yeah, was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah. But getting back to the getting back to the tweet we were talking about. Um, so they were asked whether the uh, Shazam app will be used in the Shazam movie, and Sam Brooks said yes, but in our movie it's called Captain Marvel. Which which is pretty funny. And which I couldn't hilarious. believe there was like some actual freak out from some Captain Marvel fans. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, they were like, why are you disparaging Captain Marvel? And it was it was great because like all the responses were like the uh, the gifs of like, you know, the point going over someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was funny. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's very kind of quick to respond. But then like it got out of hand enough to where David Sandberg had to say there was like a Hollywood Reporter article talking about Captain Marvel and why it's time to stop feeding the trolls. Uh, which we've all seen. And he actually quote tweeted the article. And he says, I for one look forward to Captain Marvel making all the money in the world to shut some of these people up. It never does because look at because movies make all the money in the world and people don't shut up. No, they it's don't. It's just the way it goes. Oh, well, all that. Oh, by the way, so are we going to be heading over to Rotten Tomatoes and saying I don't want to see Captain Marvel? Because I guess that's the big thing right now. <laughs> That they're freaking out over. I, I I don't care. I just don't care. Nobody cares about this stuff. <laughs> oh no no no. Some people care. We can't say nobody. That's a generalization. But some people need to get over themselves. Uh, yeah, That's all I've got to say. Absolutely. Uh, I like some of this promo art that we've gotten. Uh, some of it I don't like so much. But um, we got a bunch of like really quite a bit different takes on promo art for Shazam. But okay, is this promo? Like, is this official or is this yeah, like fan official. art? No, it's official. Like, what is this going to be used for? Well, that's what I couldn't figure out. I mean, some of them, you know, they have some of the information down at the bottom. It, it is really weird because that's what I was trying to figure out because, like, some of the stuff is, like, literally comic book drawings, um, you know, for the Shazam film. And then we've got some that are just kind of, like, talking about, uh, you know, the Seven Deadly Sins. I love that Seven Deadly Sins art. That one? That one is cool. And it confirms it confirms the symbols we saw in the subway. Yes. And I also love the one that's got, like, the outline of Shazam but has, like, what the... Uh, 
what Shazam stands for, like Wisdom of Solomon, Strength of Hercules. Like that's like if you put that on a shirt, shut up and take my money. Like yeah. I would buy that shirt in a heartbeat. Yeah. So they they basically had that. So you know you have the um, what, what do you call it? An anagram? Yeah. Uh, with the first letter of every word. Well, not an anagram. That's where you can like you can swim. You, you mean a acronym? Acronym. Thank you. I don't know where where was I getting an anagram from? Acronym. So it was uh, a good way of kind of explaining to people where Shazam comes from. And um, and then uh, they had actually had one for Savannah. And I and they have all the words like listed out. I'm like, oh my god, does that spell Savannah? And it like doesn't. I was kind of excited for a second that I was going to be learning something I didn't know. It's the seven deadly sins. Too. I know. I know. I know. I figured that out. But at first I was like, oh, is this going to be Savannah? <laughs> I think you need to go back and watch that Brad Pitt movie. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you might need a refresher. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That movie still disturbs me every time I see it. Oh, it's such a good movie though. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So I. So these are posters are kind of interesting, but I don't see like they're all like a little different from each other. So it it seems to me like they just had a bunch of like concept pieces that they you know probably they probably purchased you know or or paid for, and then they basically decided to just throw them all out there. That's the way I look at it. Some of them I'm saying put that on a t-shirt, <laughs> shut up and take my money. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so are we ready for some birds of prey and the fantastic emancipation of one Harley Quinn? Yes, absolutely. Because all I'm I'm seeing two things. I mean, we got a lot of pictures. There's yeah. a ton of pictures, but there are two things that stand out to me. Okay, let's hear it. Dog food. Yes. And a beaver in a tutu. I am so ready for this. <laughs> oh wow, there's a, there's a lot of really cool pictures, but yeah, the whole dog food thing. Because I'm like Lou and Bud, Lou and Bud, Lou yeah. and Bud. And I love what they call it, mountain chunks. They just made up a brand name. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I'm looking for. So I was like, please tell me we got the hyenas. Please tell me yeah. hyenas. Yeah. And then um, if you read the Jimmy Palmiotti uh, Amanda Connor run that started in the New Fifty Two and went on to Rebirth, you understand the significance of the of the stuffed beaver because that was hilarious. Yeah. I really enjoyed that run on on the Harley Quinn solo series. Yeah. Oh, and then you know you're talking about the stuffed beaver when we she had like a box of stuff she was carrying, right? No, 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 no. There's a picture of her with uh, Cassandra. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, running across the street. Running across the street, and and it's and there's the beaver, and I'm just like, that is fantastic. Oh, so we're, you know we're obviously talking about like uh, you know set pics that people have taken and put on the internet here. Uh, there's another one where she's got a box full of stuff that she's carrying. And, yes. And you see, you know, you see one of the Harley Quinn bats. It looks like it's got like a Joker smile on it or something. Yes. And then you see a roller skate. You see the roller and, skates. Yeah. Yeah. The beaver's in there too. Yeah. But it's, it's almost like like she, you know, you get the sense of if, if you've read the Jimmy Palmiotti Amanda Connor run of that solo series, like this is the idea of like she's moving into her own place. Like this is her leaving Puddin' and venturing out on her own, which of course in the con in the in that comic series she moved to like Coney Island or something and it was it it's a fun run yeah. very fourth wall breaking really hilarious yeah uh, there's another one here where she's with Ella J Basco uh, Cassandra Kane uh, she's running across the street and she actually has a shirt on that's got three words on it and the words are Harley effing Quinn <laughs> and it's not effing so <laughs> yeah yeah uh, if anyone was was concerned this wasn't going to be an R-rated movie <laughs> well and and yeah. they may that may be obscured you know I mean they could probably still make that you know PG thirteen if they obscure don't that. do it don't do it yeah it's it's kind of funny because it's like right out there so if they make it although like one thing you'll notice in a couple of these shots the f n word is kind of like halfway covered or it's like halfway bleached out or something so it's it's kind of interesting and it seems like they're kind of skirting it but I love it I I can already see like um there's gonna be all kinds of people cosplaying.
finisher already. No, it, it's going to be right up there with like the Daddy's Little Monster. Oh, like, that's going to that's going to be the new Harley Quinn uh, cosplay. So. I, I do I do have to admit I I do hope we see the Daddy's Little Monster shirt in this one at least at least once. Like I would love to see that little bit of continuity. Oh, you know what? If you if we could see the photo of like her pulling out some stuff out of like her crate, I mean, it yeah. could be in her closet. It'll probably be on a hanger yeah. that she like throws somewhere. Yeah, it actually might be in that little basket she has. So you never know. So yeah. there you go. Um, we actually got some photos here of Mary Elizabeth Winstead as well uh, as Huntress. Uh, I saw the one. Okay, so that is her in that first little shot there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're sticking with the purple. So yeah, cool. Definitely. So so it, it's exciting. I always love seeing these pictures behind the scenes, and I know we're talking about things that you can't really see here, but like if you want to go search these things out, um, just go anywhere on the internet, you'll find all these images. It's always fun to see it because the images are so raw and they never do any justice to what it actually is going to look like on a big screen. You know, when they've finally got it filmed professionally and edited, color graded and and all that. Um, But it's just fun to see. Like, I still remember back when, you know, back when we started our show, we were talking about um, all the stuff we were seeing on, you know, the the Toronto, like, yeah, Yeah. Suicide Squad. And it was so fun to see those ahead of time and then actually see it on the big screen. Well, next up, we got a little bit, (laughs) we have War of the Scooper, Scooper, Scoop, Scooper. (laughs) I mean, this one, you 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 start off by saying subtle. Can (laughs) we not be subtle? Okay. Well, I only said that. Okay, there's a reason why I said that is because like there's a number of people that have been hearing some of the scuttlebutt, and I guess we'll talk about it now. Um, you know, Mario Francisco Robles kind of broke the news first, where he came out and said that you know he's hearing that Army Hammer is in final uh, negotiations here to replace Ben Affleck as Batman. You know, that actually came out this past Monday, and then it was very quickly shot down by a number of people. Um, but what's interesting about that is the week prior to that, you know, we as well as some other people have been hearing some scuttlebutt on it. And, you know, there was nothing concrete for any of us to even say anything about it publicly. But it was it was kind of interesting. Like at first there was like somebody that was and I won't say who, but there was somebody that was starting to post some hints about it. And so that was basically my response is like, you know, maybe the better choice is to be subtle. <laughs> well, what gets me, though, is we've heard the Army Hammer name bandied about so much well, since it, Justice it, it, League Mortal. It's not like this is a new name anyway. It's not a new name. And then this and this scoop hits and then it's like everyone goes out of their way to shoot it down. That's what was so interesting to me. And Scott and I have not talked about this. Uh, no, we person. have not. No, we haven't. So I'm kind of I'm going to be curious to see what some of your thoughts are. But this is what was kind of interesting. You, you you have your your trades. And when we're talking about trades, we're talking about like the Hollywood Reporter. We're talking about like uh, Deadline variety. and Variety. Those are your three main. Those are the trades. Then you have like a little offshoot we call like the rap, which is kind of like a, a, a cousin of the trades, I would say. But I mean, your top three are those first three. You know, they're the ones that try to do legitimate um, reporting and not get into the scoop business. Right. And then you got the others like, you know, uh, I, I mean, this is why I say the rap. I mean, you have Umberto Gonzalez, who's f- kind of famous for trying to be a scoopster. Um, then you got uh, Mario Francisco Robles uh, with Revenge of the Fans. You know, they're kind of in this thing where you know, they're trying to find out and be the first to report on certain things. The 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 trades do not really like the scoopers. <laughs> and so no. you you and and then the scoopers don't like each other. <laughs> so and so that's what's kind of entertaining about this thing. Anytime 
anytime somebody comes out with something like this, especially something explosive like this, you know, potential rumor, it, you, you just sit back and just watch them all just kind of like snipe at each other. You watch the circus. <laughs> the circus. It is it is a Roman gladiator it event. Is. It's just like the Christians and the lions and they're all eating each other. And it's just, and what gets me, what really, okay, this is what got my attention was normally the trades ignore the scoops. They, they, they treat Completely them like ignore. they're not, yeah. they, they treat them like they're not there. But then to watch the trades so actively try to debunk this, it's one of those situations that, I'm not sure how you take it, but it's like, are they so tired of it they just felt like they had to say something? Or is this one of those there's smoke, there's fire kind of deals? Like, wow, they're, they're really trying so hard to to debunk this and, and discredit this. It's just, I'm, I'm kind of curious. It's like swatting at a fly with a shotgun. Yeah. And, I, and I'm I'm just, that, that just kind of makes my eyebrow go, hmm? Yeah, it, it's, it's... What's um, your thought about the reaction? Well, the reaction is highly unusual. Like, you don't see them in unison coming out and, like, shooting this thing down. Like, I, I can't ever remember, you know, and I'm sure somebody will probably remember there's another instance like this, but, like, off the top of my head, I just can't remember anybody, like, or any of the trades collectively just trying to shoot something down. So that right there in of itself is noteworthy. Like, to me, when you see that kind of reaction, that tells you that there's something, there's a reaction, there's a reaction for a reason. Okay. Now, so I I don't remember at what time, and maybe you remember, Scott, like what time Mario had put out his information about what he was hearing. I know it was on Monday. It was kind of during the day. Oh, if it was during the day, I was at work. So I had no idea. I mean, I was too. I was too. But uh, I know that, well, actually, now that I think about it, it was later in the day. Uh, Well, Umberto from The Wrap was the first one to come out at around 7.30 p.m. to basically say, yeah, this rumor is not true. And then Boris Kitt from, you know, The Hollywood Reporter came out about an hour later at 8.30 and debunked it. And uh, and I'll just quote what he says. He says, I'm not in the business of debunking bunk, but considering everyone got in a tizzy over this, there is no truth to the below. And he's referring to Mario's report on Revenge of the Fans. He says, being told there haven't been any actor meetings for the Batman. And then he's, he has a qualifier. He says, but that doesn't mean Reeves and Warner Brothers don't have ideas about who they would like. Okay. So that was at 8.25. And then literally two minutes later, Justin Kroll from Variety responds as well. And he says, yeah, that Batman rumor is false. That said, potential for this week to be very interesting on a number of fronts. Sleep tight. And he actually posted a picture, a gif of Bradley Cooper, which later he explained in a, a tweet underneath that tweet. Is seen. I only used it just because I liked the gif. So he wasn't saying anything about Bradley Cooper. And and then nothing really happened this week. So it was kind of yeah. like, yeah, there was, there was nothing. And then, you know, the Hollywood Reporter went on to actually write an article on their blog debunking the uh, the, the, the the story. Like it was like we didn't even, it didn't even just handle a tweet. It was like no, we, we even get a little blog post about it too. Yeah, and it's just like jeez. Well, and that's one of the things here too. Now, um, so as severe as the pushback on this rumor was, to to his credit, Mario Francisco Robles stuck to his guns and said, "I stand." You know, I went back and double checked in this thing, and he said that this reaction was expected, and he completely stands by his report. 
support. Okay, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, I don't particularly have any strong inkling one way or the other. Um, you know, I mean, I hear some of the scuttlebutt like a lot of us do, um, but we're not, you know, we're not the ones trying to seek out and try to get this information ourselves. We just hear some of the scuttlebutt behind the scenes. And so we're kind of sitting back waiting to see which way this thing is going to go. Uh, but I find by far the most interesting thing out of all this is just how uniformly strong the pushback was. And so, yes. so the question I have is why? Why? Why are we so vehement about shooting down this rumor report? Yeah. That, yes. I agree with you. We are, we, we are of one mind, Tim, on what the actual <laughs> story of this story is. Yeah. So I, and so I don't know, and Scott, since we haven't talked about this thing, do you have any particular thoughts or ideas or theories about what the reason might have been? <sighs> I feel, okay, my speculations, speculation, I know nothing. I know nothing. I, I'm, I'm a busy boy dealing with sick kids this <laughs> week. My only thought is, I bet you that's the name. I, I'm sure he probably is the front runner. Maybe they haven't talked to anybody yet, and this is just kind of like stepping on the toes of this actually getting to be a big story when it actually happens, but I just feel like there's where there's smoke, there's fire. That's just how I feel about this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel, too. Um, I also... I also do very much believe the reporting that um, the studio would be interested in, you know, in having Army Hammer, at, you know, in this role. I, I think I think they've demonstrated that in the past. Like he's always been of high interest to the studio. Uh, so I completely believe that. And and if you kind of look at in terms of like transitioning from a Ben Affleck to somebody else, it's not a bad transition. Like it's not it, it's, a bad it's, transition. It's, it's, it's a pretty believable transition. Right. So I, I think there's a lot of benefits this way that way. Now, where you know, where I'm trying to wrap my head around this thing is a couple different scenarios. One, is it true that the studio was very interested in this and they're in some type of negotiation of some sort? And it may not be formal negotiations, but they may be at a point where like, yeah, this is who we're going to go for. And we need to kind of begin the discussions because obviously when you're dealing with such a high, incredibly high profile role, you know, these are not easy negotiations, I don't believe, because, you know, the it's it's high stakes for Army Hammer if he's interested in this role. I mean, this is this would be by far the biggest role he's ever had in his life, right? So um, he's got a lot to lose if uh, if he's interested in this role and he doesn't get it. You know, like so, like there's there's definitely uh, there would definitely be some benefit there for some of this information to get out there. You know, from the Army Hammer camp. At the same standpoint, if the studio is realizing, okay, you know, this is is a big decision, uh, they want to try to work out the best deal in their interest as a studio. Um, the last thing they want to have happen is for this information or these rumors to get out there while they're trying to uh, begin the process or finish the process of uh, finalizing the deal, right? So if that's the case, I can see the pushback pretty pretty quickly happening to try to tamp down these rumors and get this off the table. I mean, it's negotiation 101. I mean, the whole point is never act like you're that interested. Yes, Being disinterested is the best. If it's buying a car or getting a job, you have to have the power that you are willing to walk away. Yep, absolutely. And just as a parallel to this thing, we know, you know, the whole situation with Henry Cavill, uh, the best information we have right now is that, you know, there's still negotiations or recently there have been negotiations. We don't know where it stands right now, but that's the same deal. If, if you want to try to take away some of the leverage of, of a Henry Cavill camp, you're going to start mentioning like, yeah, well, maybe we'll just do a Supergirl film instead. You know, the, these things aren't, these things don't happen by accident. And so, so that was, that's kind of like my first thought. 
lot. You know, so maybe the pushback was, you know, go talk to their the the people they're friendly with in the trades who they allow to be the ones to break news. Right. They're the ones that they go to and allow them to, you know, to uh, be the first to tell some news for the studio. And if you're one of those trade reporters as well, you don't want to lose your access. Right. Because that's yes. kind of their bread and butter. So if if they've got that kind of friendly relationship with the studio, if the studio says, yeah, this is not true at this point in time or it's not true at this moment, we don't want this to, you know, to to grow into something that we're not prepared to deal with at this point. I can see, uh, you know, I can see those things being tamped down kind of in a willing fashion. So so that was my first thought. The second thought was, what if the studio was really hot on the idea of Army Hammer and the information that got out there was like, yeah, they really want this thing to happen. Well, what if it got shot down by, say, a Matt Reeves and says, no, he's not the person that I would really want. And what if the danger was like, if, if, if this was going to be enough for like a Matt Reeves to say, yeah, well, maybe this isn't the project for me then. And then to walk away, that would be a disaster for the studio. <laughs> so, so who knows? Maybe, you know, it could be a scenario like that. So I'm just throwing out the only kind of theories that I have in my head about all this situation. So, you know, as with anything, we'll just have to sit back and we're just gonna have to wait and see how this thing plays out. And luckily that was a long enough theory that I finished my cookies. Yes, very good. You're welcome. Okay, so talking about The Flash, um, I'm sorry, you actually watched the interview with Ezra Miller. I read quotes from this interview with Ezra Miller, and I can't say I came away with terribly more information than I had before I read it. Yeah, It just kind of sounds like Ezra trying to tell everyone, we're still making the movie, we still want to make the movie, we're still passionate about making the movie, and we want to make it right, so bear with us, folks. Yeah. If I had to paraphrase everything that was said, I really feel like that's what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, Ezra had some, you know, uh, some cute little analogies where he says, you know, Barry Allen is always late with everything. Which he's used before, by the way. Which he's used before, yeah. But when he arrives, he gets it done. So he was using that as kind of an analogy with the film. But Ezra was pretty adamant in saying that, you know, they want to put out the best film and there's just some things that they weren't quite happy with. And so they they want to keep working on it to try to get it right. So he, he was pretty adamant, but that that was the reason. So, you know, whether you believe him or not, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he 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 definitely sounds like he's still very, very, very much uh, interested and a part of making this thing happen. Okay. So um, uh, did you see Zack Snyder's uh, reaction to Ben Affleck leaving the role of Batman? Yeah. Another sad Batman picture. Uh, sad Batman. That's a better sad Batman picture than the original one. Yes. But this is a nightmare. <laughs> this isn't just a sad Batman. This is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I appreciated this. Uh, Zack posted a picture of Nightmare Batman and said, there was a time above, a time before, there were perfect things, diamond absolutes, but things fall, things on earth, and what's fall and what falls is fallen. In the dream, it took me to the light, a beautiful lie, best Batman ever. Thank you, my friend, for blessing me with that effing glorious chin and an amazing heart. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Very classy. Uh, yeah. So Zack Snyder re- formally responding to Ben Affleck moving on. Gal Gadot also posted something this past week. Uh, she says, you know, this was an image that takes me back. The amazing Zack Snyder took it on the first day we ever met. He believed I could be a superhero and then I became Wonder Woman. And uh, she posted a picture that Zack had originally posted on Vero. And I think it was when she uh, she won an award, I th- if I remember right. No, it was when he got, I think, I think uh, yeah. it was like when he got the AFI certificate for producing Wonder Woman. Right, that's what it was, yeah. And he, he held up a picture of her that he took on the first day. So she was just, uh, she was she came across it and, and sent something out. And Zack Snyder did something he rarely does now. Does now He actually got on Twitter to respond. And he says, I believed and still do in Gal Gadot. So. Yeah, so that was awesome. So one last thing. 
thing uh, for for those of you, and we include ourselves in this thing, that would love to see uh, a finished cut of Justice League on March 1st, which is Zack Snyder's birthday. There's going to be uh, an effort worldwide to try to get uh, hashtag release a Snyder Cut going. So you can uh, just check. Uh, was Did you find this on Twitter, on Vero, or both places? It's it's on a couple different places, yeah. Yeah, so just, just basically wherever you are worldwide, check your time to see where you need to be because basically you need to get a lot of tweets going in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, for example, uh, it, this is going to start if you're on Eastern Standard Time in the United States at 5 p.m. So if you just adjust accordingly from there, you can figure out what your time would be about when you want to just uh, be tweeting things in support of hashtag release a Snyder Cut. And happy birthday, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. Because that will be next Friday. It is, yeah. Uh, Aquaman continues to make bank, which is so weird. I mean, it's making bank, and in the United States, it comes out on, like, home release, like, in, like, a month. Less than that, I think, like, three weeks. It's something like that. I I have a lot of release dates floating around my head right now, and you gotta get the digital release and the physical release because they still do that stupid thing where they're on different days, so, but, uh, yeah, it's, Aquaman is now officially only the fifth comic book movie to break 800 million internationally, joining Iron Man 3 and the all three of the Avengers movies, so it now puts him, as of the 18th of February, at $800.7 million and a worldwide total of $1.13 billion with a B. Very well done. All right, should we move on to some TV news? Now, you broke down this. You want to just give us some bullet points? Bullet points, yes. Uh, Change is happening with the Batwoman pilot for the CW. Uh, The original director who had been named, David Nutter, has had to step down from directing for personal reasons. That's all we got. But, cool casting news, Doug Ray Scott has been cast as Kate Kane's father, Jacob Kane. Okay, I'm not familiar with him. You're not? Doug Ray okay. Scott? Doug Ray Scott. Um, several movies, uh, he, he was really big in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Uh, he was in Ever After, the Cinderella movie with Drew Barrymore. He played the prince. Uh, he was the antagonist in Mission Impossible 2 and was injured on that film because he was originally cast to be Wolverine in Brian Singer's X-Men movie. And he got injured on Mission Impossible 2, so that's why he had to uh, drop out of Wolverine. That's how we got Hugh Jackman. Oh, okay. And he's most recently been in Fear of the Walking Dead on AMC. Nice. Okay. But he's he's an Australian actor. Um, I haven't seen him. I mean, the last movie I saw him in was Mission Impossible 2. So I, I'll be interested to see what he looks like now. And I, I love that casting. I, I enjoyed him as an actor. Okay. And then uh, there was talks at the Television Critics Association about The Boys. Uh, they were asking about in this post-Me Too world, you know, like how much of the mature lewd content that was included in the original Boys comic, you know, how much would they have to adapt that or cut it out for uh, the show? And uh, Eric Kripke said, if something doesn't further the character, we cut it, then the irreverence wouldn't be for shock value. But he went on to say, as long as we don't treat it as an effing joke, if it's real and happening to these characters, their actions and ramifications, we give the content the gravity it deserves. Mm, okay. And the even the actress who's going to play Starlight, a.k.a. Annie January, who has a lot of horrible things happen to her, um, said uh, she wants to make sure that those kinds of scenes are still in the show because she said, quote, the hard and ugly stuff should be put in the show because it's happening and we need to talk about it. And it's a commentary of what's going on now. So I I, I appreciated that because I'll tell you, those part, there are parts of that series that are really hard to read. <laughs> yes, there are. Really hard to read. As someone who just binged all 75 something issues, it was, oh, it's tough. Yeah. But it has a point it's making. It's not there just to be there. So, yeah. 
All right. So we're talking about Doom Patrol now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Ep- season one, episode two, Donkey Patrol. <laughs> yes. Yes, because I wanted to know what was up with this donkey. Yeah. Oh, and boy, did we find out. <laughs> A lot of things we didn't quite expect. Although, I mean, if we, you know, at the end of uh, episode one, when we saw the, like, the flatulence coming out of the donkey, we should have expected. Flatulence. He's so prim and proper, Tim. Yes. Flatulence. He farted out some words. <laughs> if we didn't, if we weren't prepared for what this episode was going to bring us after the way the first one ended. I don't know what else to say. Shame shame on us. Shame on us. Shame on us. Uh, I have to admit, I love the recap. Mm -hmm. Once again, with Mr. Nobody doing the recap. Yeah. And loved it so much that at one point, I rewound the episode and turned on the subtitles because I didn't want to miss a lick of dialogue. (laughs) That that narration is just so great. It it really works. My favorite part still being when, when Chief asked him, who are you talking to? Grand Morrison fans, Reddit trolls with a DC subscription, the three fans we picked up after the donkey fought it at the end of the last week. Yeah. It's just like, I love it. Uh, and, and and what was great was the chief just kind of looks at him like, I don't know what you're talking about. The one who's doing what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I want so badly to bust out my Grant Morrison omnibus and finally read his run on Doom Patrol. Yeah. Because so much of this is like, oh my God, I'm on so much Grant Morrison brain right now. It's like, where's my mar- where's Where's my where's my mushrooms? You know, let's, yeah. <laughs> get, let's let's get on the Grant Morrison train at this point. Well, that was one thing I kind of realized, and like when it came to Doom Patrol and the Grant Morrison run, like I literally hasn't I haven't read that since like it first came out when I was you know just a young I, well I was a little bit more than a kid. It was I, late eighties. Late eighties, yeah. I mean, I was a I was a teenager, so like I haven't read it since then. So like a lot of the stuff I've kind of forgotten. In fact, you know when I saw that donkey, and I still don't know for sure, and I just haven't looked it up. But like I kind of feel like after watching this episode i'm like oh that's got to be something that morrison introduced that i just don't remember oh i'm looking at i'm looking at you ezekiel the cockroach <laughs> that's right i'm gonna take over the world oh that was great <laughs> yes that is a super villain for the grant morrison run ezekiel the cockroach yes. is a super villain yes so that was that was just so wacky he's like so i i am i am definitely going back and just digging into that morrison run right now i just have to at this point i absolutely have to do it yeah and you said that you you already you double checked it but it's only the first six issues of his run that's on DC Universe right Right, now. right. I was hoping there was more, but it looks like it is only the first six. But that, I mean, if that's all you have, just go and read those. Oh, I have I have a giant, I have a giant hardcover <laughs> that is staring me in the face, ready for me to consume Grant Morris and craziness. Yeah. Uh, this episode was, it was a trip. It was, it was. I won't, I will still say I, I, I loved episode one. I liked episode two. Yeah. And there were parts of episode two I loved and there were parts of episode two I just liked it yeah. wasn't it wasn't as consistently a gush fest as I felt about episode one it wasn't yeah um, I can do you want me to go ahead and introduce like my biggest drawback of the episode yeah go ahead I'll see if it's the same cyborg yeah I, it just it didn't work for me like cyborg is not a character who's in the doom patrol and it felt like he didn't quite jive like I thought they could do more and maybe they will they'll do more of the fact of how advanced cyborg is as compared to, you know, the walking tin can that Robot Man is. Yeah. I, I felt like there's a lot of great character tension built in just to that, which I didn't really, while they paired those two characters together, 
decided that wasn't really the that really wasn't the crux of their conflict. So I'm just waiting to see where that goes. But it just I just wasn't digging this cyborg as much. Not to say that it was bad. I just wasn't in love with it. And I just kind of wanted to go back to Rita and Larry yeah. and Cliff and stick and Jane and stick with them. I did too. That's funny. Okay, so we have the same drawback. Like I uh, and I hate to say it. It's kind of like it's kind of like a hashtag not my cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it uh, I agree with you. You hit the nail on the head here because like I just don't feel like he really belongs in here because the whole point of the Doom Patrol was like it was basically Niles who rescued all these people, right? Right. In his strays. Yeah, Cyborg it, it was he was saved by his own father who, you know, we is kind of revealed here as a relationship with Niles. And so it, it doesn't totally fit there and then on top of it there is that overlap, you know, with with Robot Man. I mean, it's like it's basically you had Niles Calder who basically saved Cliff and put him into this robot body and then he just got not not just one upped but like a thousand stuff, you know, by Silas who put Cyborg back together and and it's just it's kind of a weird overlap there that you just didn't really need. So that that's like kind of the first problem I have. The second problem I have is like honestly, I just didn't really enjoy Joy Von Wade's performance as, you know, Ray, as I almost said Ray Fisher as Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't really enjoy it. Like I I didn't really I felt like it was a big step down from what we got with Ray Fisher and I and I and I hate to sit there and compare them, but you just can't help but do it. Well, see for me though, like I've got I not just Ray Fisher, I've got, you know, uh Carrie Payton over on Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Yeah. And then also the version which you, you're not caught up on Young Justice, but we just saw Cyborg in, in the first half of Young Justice Outsiders, and it's like I said, I'm just not digging it that much. So I mean that was now it was his first episode, and maybe he'll grow on me as the over the next thirteen episodes, and I'm willing for that to happen. I'm just saying in this episode he was my drawbacks. I, I didn't really care about him. I wanted to go back to the other members of the Doom Patrol proper. Yeah. No, I I, I wholeheartedly agree on that. And uh so I I would like to kind of move on to something I really did enjoy. Um Crazy Jane. Oh my, my gosh. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> the, the talk about the underground and Cliff finding all the VHS tapes. Yes. With the interviews and it was just so and finding the diagram. I thought that was yeah. so good and Diane, I cannot I still cannot pronounce her last name. I've got to look up a freaking YouTube video and, and look up her last <laughs> name, but her performances like we met a new personality. We met Baby Doll. Yeah. You know, we saw Hammerhead again. We saw the Hangman's daughter again. Yeah. I oh, we met Silver Tongue. Yeah. Which that's an awesome power. I really <laughs> dug that one. Yeah. You know, the word she speaks becomes like physical, beca- takes on physical life. And yeah. Used, uses words as weapons. I'm like, there's a Grant Morrison power if I've ever heard of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was crazy. And I think her name is Guerrero. Is her last name Diane Guerrero? Guerrero. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. So so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know, and I'm sure there's people that are doing this now. It's kind of like tallying up all the different personalities. But I think at this point, we've seen like Crazy Jane. We've seen Hammerhead, obviously. I think there was uh, Sylvia. Don't know about that. Yeah. But we've seen Baby Doll and Hangman's Daughter. Yeah. And Sun Daddy. Sun Daddy, yes. And then Silver Tongue. Oh, and then there was um there was the Scarlet, the Scarlet Harlot. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, she, yeah. She was yeah. the one that was like all seductive. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then like in the videos, we saw like um we saw like a wall crawling version. Right. You know, she was up on top of, like, the, the ceiling. Ceiling, yes. Oh, but yeah, I, I agree. The Silver Tongue is probably the one I enjoyed the most. Because, like, I'm like, oh, that is just, it's just beautiful. It's so crazy.
crazy and wacky. Yeah. So that that was all awesome. The dog. <laughs> I feel like the name of this episode needs to be the donkey is a door. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So that's what we kind of talked about last week. We knew it was something like I I said it, I don't know if it was multiverse or whatever it was, but it was like a portal, and that's that's exactly what it was. It was like a weird ass portal because. <laughs> When when Crazy Jane got vomited, vomited out of the donkey, I'm just like, okay, here we go. This is the show. I want to keep seeing more of this show at this point. <laughs> this is what I've got. The donkey vomited up one of the main characters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but it was it was, it was was crazy. I mean, the whole town gets wiped out. Like 8,500 people in this town gets wiped out because of this whole event. And then eventually put back together again at the end. <laughs> that, was, that was so weird. Yeah. And then, you know, you got a little bit more explanation for anyone who wasn't aware that there's a being inhabiting negative man's body. Yes. And, you know, and for anyone who, you know, didn't know these characters, you know, you do realize that those are like two separate entities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was interesting. And, and and the accepting of that entity, like when Larry puts that note on his mirror that says, we need some ground rules. Right. I I thought, ooh, because Larry hasn't gotten a lot of screen time, gotten a lot of solo development so far. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, more devoted time to Larry's character yeah and that was that was like of a great kind of like story element that they introduced there that like he's he's trying to work out how are we going to make this thing work between the two of us yeah uh i really enjoyed rita this week yeah uh you know once again just kind of seeing her grow a little bit like willing to squeeze her into the donkey <laughs> with a trash bag and like okay, with a trash bag. and then they all get sucked in down the donkey's throat oh it's just crazy just wackadoo it's really wackadoo. It just wackadoo i mean you have to go into the show and just go what whatever man just yeah. just whatever you have yeah you know it, it you, you have to accept it you have to be willing to go with it i loved when they got into the donkey and mr nobody's narration picked back up <laughs> right. and they could hear him yes it was like, like <laughs> advance forward or whatever he said like he's telling them okay you need to start moving forward and they actually heard him and like oh okay we're gonna move forward well but even then they were wearing like the like the walking tour you know like walkmans or something but like when they get separated into like their their like three situations of course Rita's was the most interesting to me like being put back on that movie set and there's something with that baby and I want to know what that is yeah. like that is a, that is a like does she have an abortion yeah. or something like, like I really want to know where that's going Yeah. but I love the fact that she could hear the she could hear the narration and she's like because Rita Fa is a star she's like of <laughs> course I am damn it yeah <laughs> I, I mean it was one thing to have the narration back it was another thing that the characters are fully aware of the narration right. and are actually interacting with the narration. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say this, Alan Tudyk's Mr. Nobody design looked even better this week it did than look better. it did last, yeah. than, than the last episode. I thought it was actually a, um, the special effects, the visual effects in episode one was like a little bit of a drawback for me on Mr. Nobody, but which got completely corrected because he looked awesome this week. Yeah, did look real good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I, I, I did enjoy like going back I really enjoyed you know Cliff like digging in he opened up the cabinet and saw all these individual VHS tapes uh, of Crazy Jane and just digging into that like I just I love that way it was a great way to kind of develop like not only um, a relationship between Robot Man and you know and Rita at that point in time because like obviously he was learning a lot or not Rita uh, uh, to, with Crazy Jane he was obviously learning a lot about her at that moment but it was just like this whole revelation like oh my god there's like so much more here and it and it 
really kind of introduced the idea that there's this much bigger mystery there. Yeah, I I can't I, I can't once again I'm just like when's the next episode? Yeah, when when's the next episode? It's 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 just some craziness. And of course, did you did you see the preview for next week's episode? I did. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the video. I just saw it's called Puppet Patrol, and just uh-huh. like oh dear God, okay, <laughs> what are we in for? It's it's just getting even weirder. So are we gonna have like a a a blank patrol title for every one of these now? I think so. I think that is the it's I think. Theme. That is the year. naming. I yeah. think that's going to be the naming convention. Yeah, it because, seems like well, it. Well, if you look at the first day, you have Doom Patrol, you had Pilot, mm-hmm. and then you have Donkey Patrol and and uh, Puppet Patrol. I mean, I would be disappointed if that's not the the naming convention for every episode this season. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, you know, when they when uh, the one part I really liked too was where um, Negative Man Larry Trainer uh, unwrapped his face, and you actually saw like the devastating like uh, disfigurement that he had on his face. But well, technically, we saw that last week when he walked away from his plane crash anyway. Right, so, but you didn't know if it was still there. Like, at least I didn't. No, that confirmed that that's yeah. the reason he still has all the bandages, yeah. is because he still looks like that. Yeah, but it, it kind of oh. goes to show you that, at least in private, like, he's, he's you know, he, he he will take it all off so that he can at least, you know, somewhat breathe a little bit, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, great. And, and once again, this show is at its strongest with the familial aspect. It is, yeah. W- when they're acting like a family, that, you know, even that scene where Robot Man trying to make uh, Crazy Jane a, a PB&J. It, you know, and she finally goes, she finally, you know, opens up and says, you have another one of those sandwiches? And I just was like, oh, Because <laughs> she even says, I'm not your daughter. I mean, putting a lantern on, you know, the relationship they're going to develop between those two. Yeah. But then going ahead and, and going with it. Like, Jane's going to open up to, to Cliff. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I even, it was also great to see Phil Moore back mm-hmm. you know he's a huge dc fan and you know he played he played martian manhunter on smallville and to see him back as silas stone yeah and an interesting silas stone so th- this is a you know this take is interesting because it's like instead of being you know traditionally you see silas and he's very disinterested in his son and di- in his son's football career and all that kind of thing but then to see this one that's like once he's a cyborg it's like now he's invested in his son so much that he's like he wants his son he's trying to coach his son up so that he can become a member of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that to be I found that to be a more interesting version of Silas. Yeah. And so that while I was not terribly interested in this version of Vic, I was intrigued by this version of Silas. And and so like he sees Doom Patrol as like the D team. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be wasting your time with these people. You should be working to make a name for yourself so you can get membership in the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we got references to Justice League again uh in this episode. We got a reference to the Flash. Oh yeah. Of course, and then you know, Bruce Wayne does exist in the same. And, and Bruce Wayne, you yeah. know, do you, <laughs> rich, really rich Bruce Wayne, rich. <laughs> that was that was amusing. That was very amusing. Um, I, I I'm still waiting for the white cannon. I, I, where's Where's the white noise cannon? You know, no, yeah. g- Give me Give me my Give me my blaster arm. Right. But you know, once again, it's just it's just kind of like oh, okay. Now I don't want to keep on harping on that, but it's but once again, it's just the only drawback in what has been so far a really awesome first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Um, now I don't. I don't know if you uh realize this but th- we did get our first connection to titans in this one uh fill me in i'm not sure if i missed it or not uh you probably did because you, I, I missed it i missed it until i went back and freeze framed um when cyborg is uh he's at that little fair and he's like scanning the news yes okay so, so if you actually freeze frame it 
and look at some of the news articles. Um, the first news article you see, and you have to, you have to be very quick to see it. It is actually talking about Traverse City in Michigan, and it's talking about how uh, a woman was murdered, and um, it was Raven's mother. Okay, so is this then saying that this series, is, so that so that gives us a timeline. It does. So this yeah. series is taking place before Titans. Right. Right. Wow. Slight, okay. Slightly before Titans. It, it like okay. So if you were to if you were to take it for what it was, that was happening the same as I mean. So when he was at that fair, Cyborg was at that fair, that was at the same time frame as episode one of Titans. Okay. So, and who knows, this this may end up being kind of contradictory in the end here, but like that would imply that, um, you know, somewhere in here, Gar has to be here, right? Garfield Logan. Yeah, because I still felt like this series really fit in after that episode. You know? I that's d- what it felt I, like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's, maybe that's a, a retcon or maybe it doesn't fit or maybe we're reading too much into it. It. I, I I don't I don't know, but that's interesting. I'll have to not to go back and watch the episode and, and freeze frame when he's doing the doing the police scanner bit. But I but it does kind of make sense because I think when we were introduced to Garfield Logan and Titans, I mean he, he wasn't wasn't he in the same town? I mean because he was in Ohio, like and this is where they're located. Yeah. So you know what? I had to go back and rewatch. You know, give me an excuse to go back and rewatch Titans. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So I mean, this could very easily be one of these little details that you know it it it, it doesn't completely work out timing wise that it's just a minor detail that they probably deem as unimportant. But it's, you know, it was included in one of the stories and you could see it there. And I think there was like another new story that I think had something to do uh, with Dick Grayson and Gotham City. Uh, but okay. I couldn't, uh, I was watching on my phone. I couldn't really read what the news headline exactly was. So I'm sure somebody that's got sharper eyes can go in there and get a high def version of this thing and maybe piece some of that together. So Okay, cool. So, all right. Well, yeah, looking forward to the next episode for sure. Yeah, wait till Friday. And by the way, yeah, it isn't post to like like seven in the morning. So there's okay. no way I can watch the show yeah. before work. Yeah. I liked it better when Titan dropped at like five in the morning <laughs> for me. I could I could if I had wanted to, I could have gotten up and done that. Yeah. I've been doing it at lunch at work, so that's that's been my routine. Oh uh, well. Well, I would say I think that's it for this week's podcast, man. I would agree. Uh so it's been it's been a lot of fun. Love talking about this. And we'd love to hear from you. So how about you tweet us at Suicide Squadcast on Twitter? You can reach me individually at Scott DC twenty Yep, and then on Twitter you can reach me at Alan Fire, and of course you could always email the show at suicidesquadcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And then you can also find us on Vero, Facebook, and our website for the entire network, which is suicidesquadcast.com. Yep. All right, and uh, as always, we'd like to say, you know, for all those of you that are already supporting us, we appreciate the support that you've already given us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you guys, and if you'd like to be a supporter of the network, you could always go to patreon.com slash squadcastmedia. And just remember, we got the Hulk review coming up here. Absolutely. I'm going to go... I probably have to go and finish it after yep. we stop recording. Should probably do that before we record a review. That's just my <sighs> just my advice. Normally, I wait till the day of. It's it's <laughs> it's a tradition. That is true. Okay, so that's going to be it for this week. So to all of our listeners, we always like to remind you to go out and keep reading DC. See you guys. Bye.
So, Scott, when we started recording here, I told you about how it was such a nice, sweet thing that, you know, my wife did. She left me some popcorn here with some grapes and, you know, some hot tea and all that. And I was like, oh, that's very sweet of her to do that. You know, you know, she knew I was about ready to start recording. She left all that down here. So I'm like, oh, that's super sweet of her. And then you had to do what, Scott? I didn't do anything. My sweet wife brought me milk and cookies. I'm just saying. One of us is winning. No, I'm calling it. You must have texted her and said, hey, quick, send me something down here because I need to one-up Tim. I, I think that's how it went down. It's not how it went down at all. That was out of the goodness, sweetness of her heart. If there was even a 1% chance that that's how it went down, I have to do this. I'm sorry, my friend. I was going to let you take the James Wan responded to that. Sorry, I was eating a cookie. I muted my mic while you were reading. <laughs> to which James Wan quote tweeted Sandberg's tweet and said, "When when Aqua when the you want to get that cookie, you want to you want to finish swallowing that cookie? I, I swallowed the cookie. Okay. I hear I still hear you like trying to get some of it down. Seriously, <laughs> I know I I feel it too. <laughs> All right, go ahead. A little bit. That's what I do. You're just, you're just jealous because you don't have cookies like I do. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> Still there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you should know that I'm I'm taking a cookie break. So I <laughs> just want to make sure. I just remember one time we were recording, and all of a sudden you were gone because your power went out. <laughs> that is true. So. And, and with the Noah's Ark going on outside, yeah. you know, there's a possibility.